This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 118. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Allie Nimmons. Allie is a self-taught WordPress user who has done the agency thing, she's done the freelancing thing, the business owner thing, and is now doing the community thing. She does support and community outreach at GiveWP, and she's a GoDaddy Pro ambassador. Her biggest joy comes from talking to other community members about how to maintain and foster positive and inclusive environments on the web. Welcome, Allie. It's so great to have you here today. Hi, Tara. Hi, Liam. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're most welcome. Thanks for joining us out here in the hallway. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Yeah, sure. Um, I started using WordPress um, probably about five, six years ago. Uh, I made the transition from theater to web design. And I remember finding WordPress and just thinking like, wow, this is great. I can build a website without having to, uh, to learn how to code. Um, so yeah, I've been using WordPress for work ever since. Uh, I live in North Miami, Florida. Tara and I just kind of made a joke that even though it is uh, pretty much winter by now, I'm, I'm in short sleeves and she's in a sweater. Um, and yeah, I live in Miami with my fiance. Uh, we've been together for three years. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much me. Did you say theater before this? Yeah, I did theater um, the majority of my life from the first production I was in, I was five. And I did theater all through my childhood and through my adolescence. And I went to uh, Florida State University and I majored in theater. Um, and halfway through that, I was just sort of like, I don't really like this as much as I, I thought I did. Or I don't, I don't really want to make a, a living out of this and, and being super competitive in, in this industry. And so I, I made a really hard left turn into, um, into tech, which is actually more similar than, than you would think. Um, but yeah, I, I realized when I was in my very early 20s that that wasn't really what I wanted to do. I have a personal interest in asking that question because my daughter is currently a theater major in college <gasps> and she also is kind of discovering new aspects of herself. And I think I don't ever see her doing tech, but you never know. Uh, but I think that's true. Once, if you, when you do it when you're younger, as you get older and it becomes more competitive, you really have to decide if you want to go all in, like people who really want to do it they really have to be all in and not yeah. do other things too. It is, so. it is very intense. I, I compare it to sports. It's like, you know, they, there's like statistics about, you know, so many kids play sports when they're young, but only like, you know, 1% are going to make it to a major league or something. And very, very, very few people, you know, quote unquote, make it in the performing arts. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's very, very competitive. And it's, mm -hmm. um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting industry to have worked in for so long and then come into the WordPress community where at least as far as I've uh, experienced, there's almost like no competitive feelings. Like if you go to a WordCamp, um, you have, you know, the, the two host companies in the sponsor booths can sit by side by side and talk shop and, you know, people give all their secrets away in their, in their talks and their workshops without worrying about, you know, 
another agency stealing their idea. There's like, there's none of that. So that's been a really interesting, like compare comparison coming from theater into an industry like this. Do you think that your background in theater um, plays a part in what you're doing now? I think oh, absolutely. Community person. Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about what you might think about that. Yeah, totally. I, I definitely, I see it almost as a, a one-to-one comparison because with theater, more so than maybe film or television, but there's similarities. With theater, you start with a plan, like a, a script, and you have that as an outline and you bring together people who have different strengths and different backgrounds and you collaborate and you iterate and you rehearse and you test and you figure out what works and what doesn't. And then you put it up for people to look at. And even then you usually perform it a few times and you can make changes to it. And I see the process of launching a product, whether it's a website or an application or something like that, it's identical, right? Like you start with the idea, you, you wireframe it or you prototype it. You bring in different people who have different strengths, you know, designers, developers, copywriters, security experts, like whoever. Um, and you work together and you iterate it and you test it. And then at some point you publish it, but it's always up for, um, it's always up for change. It's always up for adaptation and and tweaking and so on, or for somebody else to fork it and do something that they want to do with it. And it's, I think it's an incredibly similar process that I think about a lot in my, in my processes and, and, you know, the things that I, that I do that, yeah, it's incredibly similar um, as far as the process goes and, and, and the community aspect of it too, right. Where you're relying on other people, um, yeah, you have to rely on other people for, for help and support and, you know, something like WordPress, right. WordPress as a huge thing is only successful when we have people collaborating together. It's not a, um, you know, there's not usually one star of the show. It's 600 plus people contributing to core and making it something amazing. Yeah. There's been a, a lot of talking community in the last year or two around what is the nature of the community and what is its health and is it good? Is it bad? Is it flourishing? Is it not? Not is it intrinsically good, but is it more is it flourishing? Uh, your your comment just around the, having a star and the like. It is a challenge I, I, I see as a, as a community to have 600 people on stage. And I don't mean that as a negative challenge or one not worth taking. And I wonder your thoughts on how do how do we do that so that you know kind of sing six hundred voices they don't need to all sing as one but they 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 all need to at least sing as a series of groups so that we can understand and I, I wonder your thoughts on that and particularly from building a community and crafting a community. You're getting deep right off the bat here, Liam. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We we can go lighter if you want. Straight first. in. No, it's such an interesting question, and it it is, that is something I think about a lot as a, as a relatively new community member who is really observing and, and being very mindful about exactly what you just said, like what our community is and how it grows and the goods and the bads and all of that. And I think it's, it's definitely a challenge. And I think that when we consistently communicate to people that their contribution is essential and is worthwhile, whether it is a large or a small contribution, it it plays into that. So if you have somebody who contributed to Core, say, for example, and maybe it was a very small thing that they did, 
And every time they use WordPress moving forward, they think about that little thing or they see that little thing that is there because of them. That feeling of not necessarily ownership, but I'm having, I'm having a hard time finding the word. It's like on the tip of my tongue, but there's, there's this feeling, right. Of like, this is now part of this is mine. Like part of this belongs to me. Part of me is in this thing. And it, I think that's incredibly powerful because it makes us care about the community as a whole. We don't look at it now as just a piece of software or just a means to an end. It's, it's something that we feel a personal connection to. And I think when it comes to like having a large number of people that comes in at building in leadership at different levels, right? Which is something that we would see in theater. So you have a director, but you also would have an assistant director. If you have a chorus, you're going to have a chorus manager. If you have an orchestra, you have somebody in charge of those individuals. And so you don't just have one director for a production that has, you know, 200 people in it. You have delegation and you have leadership at various levels. And I think that um, that sort of a structure is so imperative and, and it's why I think it's why we kind of are able to succeed because you have leads in different areas who can give those people the focus and the help and the attention and the support that they need. Um, but yeah, I think, that, I think that's a, a giant question, right? That we're going to answer over time, but that's, that's always the way that I see it is building in leadership to the system at various levels. Yeah, and that's, that's always a challenge when leadership depends on communication. Effective leadership depends on communication and transparency and accountability in any community. Absolutely. Uh, even a community of two can struggle <laughs> with those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, there, there, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack there. Maybe, maybe we should back up a little bit <laughs> and uh, <laughs> go, where, go lighter than where we started. Allie, when, when Tara read about you at the start of the show, we she mentioned that you'd done the agency thing, the freelance thing, and the business owner thing. Can you chat us through some of your experience that? What was that like for you? Yeah. So when I decided that I was going to be a web designer, because I it was I very much like woke up one day and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, uh, the first job that I got, I was a junior designer uh, at, an, at a local agency, a really, really small agency here in South Florida. Um, and that I learned so much, right? I learned so much. I was introduced to WordPress. I was introduced to things like SEO. I was introduced to things like website security and all of these different um, aspects. I learned a lot about how not to run a business. I ran into almost any pitfall that you could, like anybody who's ever worked at an agency and struggled with working at an agency, I touched on pretty much every single one of those things. And I left that agency knowing that, okay, now I have, after 12 months, a set of skills that I don't want to lose. And so I started freelancing because I was in, in such a place emotionally that I felt like I didn't want to work for somebody else, um, but I wanted to build sites with WordPress. And so I started building sites for friends and for family, um, for, you know, peanuts, <laughs> for nothing, just to get some experience. Um, and I just kind of every site I charged a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I learned 
how to run my own business. So the, the freelancing morphed into a business owner thing. And I, I've said this before, I think that the difference between freelancing and, and owning a business is kind of the, the commitment that you've made to yourself, that this isn't some like something I'm doing on the side to make a bit of extra money. Like this is something that I'm going to put tons and tons and tons of work and effort and planning into. And so freelancing turned into having a business. Um, and I did that for about three years and it was sustainable, but very shaky all the time. Like I was always, I was always worried, right. About all these hats that I was having to wear. Um, and this year specifically was the year that I changed absolutely everything. Um, and it was going back to community cause that's always where I end up. Um, I started becoming more integrated in, a, in this community and, and meeting people and actually staying in touch with people after attending a meetup or a WordCamp. And I realized that through all of these things that I'd done, I was now marketable to another company. Like my skills were good enough that I could walk into an interview and say, these are the things that I know how to do and I can make your business better because of the things that I know how to do. Um, and being a active community member opened up certain doors to me that I was able to find a place that I really wanted to work and find people that I really wanted to work with. And so it was a very, when I look back on it now, it was a very clear and smooth, I wouldn't even say smooth. It was a very clear uh, evolution in my career of kind of where I started and where I ended up, but it was very, uh, yeah, not smooth. Smooth is definitely not the word I would use to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> um, let me ask you, when you started to involve yourself more in the community, I'm guessing you probably started locally, and you, you shared that you were keeping up with the people more, so you'd meet them at the meetup on a Tuesday night, but then you'd engage with them and not just wait for the next time. Mm -hmm. was, that, was that a tactical career choice, or was that, I really like that person, why do I have to wait until next month to talk to them? Mm. So it was kind of more of an organic community. And then you said, you know what? A few months down the road, I could, I could do this professionally. Yeah. Well, no. It, what was your process? It was entirely tactical. I'm not afraid to say that. It was 100% tactical. It was that moment. Well, I don't mean that in a negative way when I ask that question. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's not trying to paint you as mean or, or, or something. I appreciate I mean that. that at all. <laughs> um, but no, yes, it was definitely intentional. Um, and what spurred that was meeting Adam Warner at WordCamp Miami this year, 2019. Um, he saw me speak and he liked the talk that I did. And we started talking about the GoDaddy Pro speaker ambassadorship, where basically GoDaddy sends me to various camps to talk and to represent uh, the company. And I was like, well, I'm 27. I really want to travel and talk. Like, this is... This is the dream, you know? So I immediately, I, I said yes right away. And I realized that, you know, if I'm going to be going to all of these different camps and I'm going to be meeting all of these different people, I need to do it right. And I need to, I need to engage in the community. Like I can't just make this a thing that I, I, I go somewhere and I talk and then I go somewhere else and I talk and I don't really immerse myself in it and make the best out of it that I possibly can. Um, and so, yeah, I, it, it was a very, direct thought process of like, I need to be on Twitter more. I need to dedicate, you know, 
15 to 30 minutes a day being on Twitter and talking to people and following people and, um, you know, being a community member. And the first podcast that I was on was a result of that decision. Um, it was Michelle Ames's podcast, WP Coffee Talk. And I didn't even know her. I wasn't following her. Somebody that I know shared her call for a speaker. And I was like, I'll do that. Um, and it was, I was her very first speaker. And through her, I learned about the job opportunity that was open at GiveWP. So again, it was a very direct line of events where my decision to become more active completely paid off. I mean, as far as me getting a job, but also of me now being somebody that I can go to something like WordCamp US and say, I work at GiveWP and people are like, I know what that is, you know, and I know the people there and they're great. And so, yeah, it was definitely intentional and it, it worked. It definitely worked. I really struck a chord with me what you said about freelance, the word freelance, and that um, being a business owner and how that's different. And I think I love how intentional you are and how thoughtful you are about approaching your business, your life more as a business than as a freelancer. Because I, I, I think your definition is really accurate and I haven't really Thank heard you. that before. I was just having a conversation with someone in my Slack group um, yesterday about that very thing about the mm -hmm. word freelancer, which is a controversial term, right? Mm -hmm. Some people see it as not being a respected term, but I think the way you say it is really makes sense. Um, and I wonder how all of this relates to a question that we always ask, which is about success. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like you've had a, even if it's been a not necessarily smooth path, but you've had a very intentional evolution in, in where you've come over the past couple of years. Uh, how does that relate to success and how do you define success? Hmm. I think about that a lot because I think, right, success is different for everyone and, and success doesn't mean one thing. And I think Allie from two years ago had a different idea of success than Allie today or Allie in five years. Um, and so even though I think about it a lot, I don't think I have a solid definition of success because it's like, okay, if I have a solid definition of what success is and I get to that definition, then like what, you know? Um, I think at this point, I feel successful in that I have the opportunity to do the things that I want to do. And I have people who support me and support me doing the things that I want to do. One of those definitely being Adam Warner. Um, I run almost everything I do by him. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, my, my coworkers and my bosses at give and um, I think it's just, it's a very, it's a hard question for me to answer because right now I do feel successful. I feel like, um, yeah, that I can do the things that I want to do, but I know that there's also a lot of things in the future that I want to do. And there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish. And when that happens, I'll feel successful then, but I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a tough question to answer, yeah. but I, and I don't think it has to be necessarily a concrete thing. It may right. be an approach, and mm -hmm. and you're young, so it will change over time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not as young, but mine changes all the time as well. So I think having it in your mind is what does success mean to me right now, or what what, what how will I feel successful this week, this month, mm. this year, today? Um, you know, there 
there are different um, time time frames for success as well, right? So, um, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And I like Adam Warner a lot too. He's yeah. a good guy. He's greatest. I mean, shout I feel successful. Shout out to Adam for sure. I call him GoDad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel successful now, like being on this this podcast with you guys. Like this is this is an honor and it's really fun and it's great to be able to have these sorts of, of conversations that I know um, you know, my friends and new friends will be able to hear. Like that feels like a, a success, you know. And the fact that a couple years ago, I never would have like reached out and been like, Hey, I want to be on your podcast. I think I would be great. You know, like the, the overcoming of the imposter syndrome in the last few years has been, has been a success, right. A thing to take off. So yeah, it happens. It happens on a daily basis. It happens over long periods of time. Um, yeah, I think I like it. I like the way that you phrased that for sure. I want to ask you about um, the role that you've played um, in some word camps as a speaker or a panel member in um, your participation in the conversation around uh, inclusiveness and diversity in WordPress. And mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, one of these days, people are going to get sick of me talking about this stuff because I, every time I have a, a, a WordPress-based conversation, uh, I managed to steer this the conversation in this direction. So I'm glad that you did that. Um, I think more directly, maybe we're talking about the workshop that we did at WordCamp US. Uh, me and Jill Bender and Aruma, Aruba Ahmed and David Wolfpaw did a workshop on diverse and inclusive spaces. Um, and that came directly out of a blog post that I wrote called How to Be a WordPress Ally, um, which is exactly what it sounds like. I broke down what allyship is and I broke down why it's necessary specifically in this community. And then I talked about actionable things that we can all do to be better allies for each other. And that came out of a ton of hallway talks um, where I was able to answer a lot of interesting questions that I think that people in our community have been afraid to ask um, or embarrassed to ask. And I've been able to ask them a lot of questions, right? And, and try to challenge the way that they think about what diversity means and what inclusiveness means um, and what mindfulness means, right? Being mindful of the way that you talk to people and the way that you organize your spaces. Um, and even though I think that the WordPress community is incredibly diverse, especially compared to other tech-specific communities. We have a lot of work to do. And I think it's such an amazing opportunity because almost everyone that I've spoken to over the past nine months, right, of being really active in the community, everyone has been willing to listen to me and everyone has had questions and everyone has expressed, you know, ideas like, well, I want to make my team more diverse, but I'm afraid to tokenize people. So how do I go about doing that? And that worry tells me that people want to talk about this stuff. They want to have these conversations. It's just incredibly awkward. Um, and, and people get analysis paralysis, right? Like they, they get so concerned about how to talk about it that they don't talk about it. And so I've found myself in this interesting position where people want to talk to me about it. And a few people have asked me or kind of mentioned like, 
that as a woman or as a person of color or as someone who identifies as queer, that it's not my job, right, to teach people about diversity, right? Because it's something that I struggle through from that end of things. And my response to that is always, you know, if if people want to learn, I'm willing to teach. If people ask me questions that are combative or disrespectful, that's not ever a conversation I'm prepared to have. It's just, I don't have the energy for it. (laughs) Um, But to sit down and have a conversation with somebody about how they in an active manner can make our community better. Like, why would I not have that conversation? Um, And the workshop from, from WordCamp US was a great way for me and other people with other perspectives to kind of challenge the way that people think a little bit and give them some actionable items that they can implement not only into their everyday lives, but into their businesses, into their agencies, um, into their word camps, into their meetups that will enrich our community for the better. And so, yeah, as long as people keep asking me questions and people keep wanting to talk about this kind of stuff, I'm, I'm here and I'll, I'll do that. Thank you. You're I, welcome. <laughs> you, you, you shared a lot and there's a lot to respond to and, and, and comment on. But I, I wanted to start just by saying that you were kind of self-effacing and said people are probably getting sick of me talking about this. <laughs> and, and that would be a nice problem to get to where what you were sharing wasn't necessary anymore or was so common understanding in our culture and our different cultures that while culturally we might be different in this way or that way, our default is how can I show the most respect to this human being? So I would, I would love to be to the point where <laughs> I am sick of you. Yeah. We saw that years ago, Ali. I would love to get there. Yeah, and, me too. and, and we're not. And I know that what you're sharing comes at a, at a cost. Uh, WordPress community is fantastic. Uh, it's much better than the wider society in the sense of it's much easier to have these conversations at a WordCamp or in a WordPress meetup than it is in the office or on the street, as it were. So the, the community is absolutely to be commended for that. But it's not universal. And I know that when you talk about things or I talk about things or Tara talks about these things and we take a a stance towards inclusivity, towards respect, towards welcoming, it comes at a cost. And the the dynamics that you mentioned, you know, you're a woman of color, you're a woman, you identify as queer, you know, all of these are, are in a sense making you an even bigger target uh, for those who, who don't believe in respect and, and value that. So thank you very much for what you're doing. Uh, and And I'm grateful to you for that. Thank you. I appreciate hearing that. And you know, one of the things that I've always found so amazing is that when I first started talking about this stuff more publicly than just, you know, one-on-one with a friend, I genuinely expected maybe once, maybe twice to get some kind of knockback because, you know, nine out of 10 people in our, 9.5 out of 10 people in our community are fantastic there's a small margin of people who are not here for these conversations. And I'm, I'm aware of that. Um, and what's so amazing to me is that I've never ever 
gotten any sort of blowback from anything that I've said. Um, and I wonder, I don't know. So it's just, it makes me think about like, well, I'm having a hard time articulating this. It makes me wonder if that's ever going to happen. It's not something that I, I obsess about or worry about overtly, but you know, it's just something that I've wondered about. Like, are there people out there who, who I, who I make angry by any of these comments, right? Because mm-hmm. when you think about any time that people rock the boat or anytime people try to shake things up or anytime people try to ask difficult questions, there's always people who don't like hearing it. It's just how we are. Right. Um, and that has never happened, which I think, yeah, is, is commendable to the way that our community is, is if there's somebody out there who does want to say something to me or, you know, send me a nasty message, they don't for yeah. whatever reason. And that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I think it would be sad if, if there were people in this community who, who actually did that. I, um, I have another perspective or point and I'm almost afraid to make it because I mean, it's so wonderful that you're welcoming and answering questions for me, I'm 52 years old. I've been a stay-at-home mom for the majority of my adulthood. So I've kind of lived under a rock to a certain degree. Um, I've been in the WordPress community for a number of years. I'm so afraid of saying the wrong thing unintentionally, using the wrong terms. I have my daughter, as I mentioned, is a theater major. I'm, I'm always feeling like I'm just afraid of, of my lack of understanding showing through because uh, it's not, it's not, that I don't respect or anything like that. It's that I just genuinely don't have the information and haven't, I'm not in, have not been in a community where that's something that I've been exposed to. So I put myself in opportunities to learn that. And people like you are helpful to people like me who are trying to learn more and really have a desire to be more inclusive. But there's a fear that in that process that you're going to reveal that you don't know what you're talking about or that you say the say the wrong thing. So, um, you know, I say that here at great risk to my own, like, I feel nervous having voiced that truth about myself, but I think it's great for similarly for you to put yourself out there to answer those questions and hopefully make people like me feel more comfortable in learning, right. And absolutely. being better. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. Cause I, I recognize, and I think maybe that's part of the reason why people, ask me these questions is because I recognize that your experience is your experience. I can't assume that you're, you're, you understand just off the bat where I'm coming from. I can't assume that anybody does. We've lived different lives. That is a virtue. That's a good thing. Um, the willingness to learn, I think is so inherent in this community. If you just look at WordPress, right? When you look at WordPress and and how in order for you to use WordPress, you have to learn how, right? It's not a one, two, three Wix website. I just press a few buttons and I'm done. There is this constant feeling of learning in our community and admitting, hey, I don't know how to do this. Can somebody, can, can we work through this? Can somebody show me how? Can somebody point me to a video, whatever? And I think... I think it's the same thing in this regard. If if people can admit that, hey, I don't, I don't know, I don't know something. Can you can you explain it to me? The worst way of handling these sorts of situations is declaring that you do know something that you don't. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's always when we run into to problems. Is that is when people 
declare that they know everything about everything because of the experiences that they've had and they can't admit a gap in their knowledge. And so I think that you not knowing and asking questions makes you stronger, right? Thanks. Well, now I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Off yes, line. ma'am. Listen, <laughs> please do. And that's, that's, that's part of the reason that I think we need instances where people can have one-on-one or, or hallway talks or, you know, small, not super duper public conversations about these things so that you can ask questions and not feel shame for asking a question. You should never feel shame for asking a question. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. I could talk about this for a long time. Um, I want to ask you another question that we ask everyone because we are running out of time. Um, and that is about advice. And if you can think of any advice that you've received that's really stuck with you and that you have implemented into your life that you'd share with us. Oh boy. I've gotten so much good advice over the past few months. Not I to put you on the spot. Oh, go ahead. You've, you've got something. Go. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got something. Go, go. Um, the advice that I would give is to give value to others, right? So like when I decided that I was going to be more active in the community, that wasn't me posting a bunch of stuff about myself all the time, like tweeting about myself or tweeting my thoughts or this and that. It was, hey, I'm going to retweet this thing that this person said, or I'm going to reply to this thing that this person said, or, you know, I met these two people and I'm going to try to connect them because they, they can find value in meeting each other. And I think that has made me feel way more like a community member than quote unquote, putting myself out there, which I think a lot of people get, get afraid about when they think about being super active on social media, it feels very vulnerable or going to a meetup and going to a, a word camp and speaking, it feels very vulnerable. Like you're giving a piece of yourself away And I think in a way you are, but you get so much back almost right away, especially from this community. Um, So to to succinctly say that, don't be afraid of giving pieces of yourself away as long as you are getting pieces back. Um, If you feel like you're giving yourself away and you're starting to feel drained and empty because of that, then it's not worth it. Um, But yeah, contributing and then taking, I think, is a healthy, a healthy way of going about it. I totally agree with that. And I think it's really important to just like when we're learning about the different life experiences of others is to think about what am I getting back and to try to keep an open mind on what that may look like. Yeah, Uh, I'm sure we both have experiences where somebody's contributed in the throw up their hands in frustration, but I didn't get any work out of it. Well, that's that's one way to get back from the community, but it's not the only way or necessarily the most valuable way. Definitely. So thank you for, for sharing that a bit of advice. I think that's a great one. Give value to others. Give yeah. value to others. Allie, Tara's made it pretty clear earlier in the conversation that we could go on for hours, but uh, <laughs> we, we, we do have a 30-minute show format, and we're, we're over time here. Before we, we say goodbye to you, can you share where people can find you online and catch up with you? Absolutely. Um, I'm most active on Twitter, Allie underscore Nimmons. It's like Simmons but with an N instead of an S. Uh, and my website is AllieNimmons.com. And I try to be pretty regularly uh, con- putting out content there. So those are really the two main places uh, to find me. 
Thanks, Sally. It's really been great having you on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I really loved being here. Bye. Thanks, Sally. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.